privilege to have one more glory meeting. I thank God that I'm here, and I thank God that you're here. Now, shall we all make the most of this meeting? It may be the last meeting we'll ever have. We never know. When I used to see George Jeffries in big places like this, when I stood back there just a few minutes ago, I looked up there, and it reminded me of the great big meetings George Jeffries had, filling the places throughout this country with many women, really praising God, really falling down under the power of God, mighty move of the Holy Spirit. The first meeting I went in, I remember my auntie said to me, don't cross your legs, Henry. Well, why not? She says, it stops the power. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but she hasn't got far. Nothing will stop the power, only your unbelief. I remember saying it to me. But Jeffries, it made a mark in my life. Because when I went in, they got banners all over the place and it was glorifying God. All the pulpits were all decorated with live flowers all over. There was a move of the Spirit. Now I often used to think, I stuck some of my pals along there and I thought, whatever, how can that man move the meeting like he did? Me, being saved but didn't understand the Holy Ghost, I thought, how can one man do it? But he had God with him, brothers and sisters. He got the power of God with him. And I used to shudder from him. And I heard about George Jeffries. And I'm glad I heard about this. It said when he got these big meetings in Crystal Palace and in, 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 in the big halls in, in London, all over, and Royal Albert Hall, he said he's been there in the vestry waiting upon God for a message waiting that he might deliver the goods, but feeling so empty, knowing that he could do nothing without God. There he is waiting on God, and a man comes in and he says to the vestry, Brother, the churches are filling up. Come back. Now they're forming in the aisles, and they're still queuing outside, and Jeff is all dear. Oh, God, give me something. And there is agonizing to get something from God and all the people are waiting to come into the place. He had God with him, brothers and sisters, but he felt so small. You may feel very small this afternoon, but brother, but sister, you have a great big God inside of you to save. Oh, a great, big, mighty God. Hallelujah. Amen. Without him, we can do nothing. And that great, big God is here now. Praise the Lord. If you believe it, say amen and just praise the Lord. Will everybody in the meeting dare to put their hands up and really praise God? Come on. This it. Come on. Bring the power down. Bring the power down. Bring the power down. Bring the power down. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody praise the Lord. Come on. Bring the power down. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Shall I
Heavenly Father, we come to you now through the mighty name of Jesus. And again, we just praise and thank you, Lord, for this wonderful salvation which has set us gloriously free. We thank you, Lord, you've given us something that we can feel. You've given something you can express. We've given something you can revel in. Oh, and God, tonight we pray that you move, move in old time power, that everyone will revel in this wonderful splashing, this wonderful Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, our Christ of Nazareth, I bind every hindering and evil spirit in this town all now. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I loose in this town all out the love of joy, the spirit of God, the spirit of peace, the spirit of miracles, the spirit of healing, the spirit of joy. In the beautiful name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, shall we all stand and sing this lovely old chorus, O Holy Ghost, revival comes from me. Send a revival. Start the work in me. I can see George Jeffries now. What am I talking about, George? I don't know, but I am. I can see him in old, his Bible. Holy Ghost, send revival. Start the work in me. Thy word declares, and this is the word of God, that we shall have a mighty revival before the coming of the Lord. And it started in me and it started in you. Now what little bit you have, brothers and sisters, or how much you've got, you can have much, much more this afternoon as you make it a prayer. Oh, Holy Ghost, revival comes from thee. Send a revival, start the work in me. Everybody sing it, brothers and sisters.
Thank you. You just said something a minute since, darling. Come and tell what you just said. No, I've got a conversation. It was him that said he's enjoying it. And he could have done with some other seats out. Yes. Praise the Lord. Well, it's a usual thing in all the places we've been all over the country that what she just said happened. They were waiting for me coming at, at Scotland. They were waiting for us coming at Lambeth Town Hall. And, and the first thing I do when I go to a place is to get right side at caretaker. Caretaker's here now. And you know, the caretaker at Fleetwood that is the first one to get converted and blessed in soul. They enjoy this meeting. I do hope you come along again next year. Everybody enjoys something good. The caretakers in Lambeth Town Hall and in the other halls round there, they came round especially to help me to put the banners up. They were so blessed in the meetings, they even sent for glory tapes. Brothers and sisters, this gospel works on everybody. The first policeman it worked on was the, the first people it worked on in Bransfield Marketplace was the policemen. Uh, they needed it. We used to policemen need it, and policemen got delivered and blessed. And when we used to go along with our thing, they used to make room for us to go. Welcome with open arms. Because you know why? It made their job easier. They stopped bringing the black Mariahs out. Years later, a policeman came to see me since I've been at Fiskerton and I've been reunited since 1950. And he said, You know, he says, You're Henry. I said, Ah. He says, We can never get over it. Why you could make it so wonderful on Mansfield Marketplace? He said, All you come to do is to sing. He says, But something happened. Well, it's the power of God. And as he owned his car door, he said, I just can't get over it. I said, well, it's the power of God. And the power of God's with us today, brothers and sisters, with you as well. So we're going to turn our faith loose. Anyway, here's an holy roller. Come on, darling, quick one. The caretaker said he's enjoying uh, this afternoon. And uh, we could have done with some of the seats out if it had known for you to dance. So isn't it lovely? Then, uh, oh, bless them. I love to get on the right side as well, as well you know. And I love to feel that I'm part of the fellowship and he's part of the fellowship so of course I like to get in touch with them I don't know whether you do but it would be lovely if you all went to have a word with him <laughs> bless the Lord <laughs> but uh, bless the Lord you know the thing is this as well I'm glad that the disciples were saved through the blood of the Lamb and I'm glad that they were saved by the word of Jesus they were saved by the word of Jesus and he, he called them, and you know, they weren't deacons, they weren't elders, they weren't prophets, they weren't overseers, and all a lot of it, but praise the Lord, they were just ordinary men. And they were called from the fishing boats, and Jesus said to them, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And it's through their faithful ministry that the gospel has continued to be spread and is spread and is spread over and over and over again and reaching the different lands. And praise God, I'm glad it reached our land. I'm glad that I came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that I was able to understand and give my heart to him and be saved through the blood of the Lamb. Know that he is my Savior and that 
that he died for me. Hallelujah. He died for me. And I'm glad that he said it's some more for me. I'm glad that he said he would baptize me with the Holy Spirit as he was baptized with when the dove came upon him and he gave those lovely words. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And you know the rest, don't you, in Azar? But bless the Lord. I thank him too because I entered in to that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And there I knew that this was very real. I knew that Jesus' power was very real. I was saying to a brother yesterday that he allowed me uh, to uh, have the experience of a real baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I, I was going down one of the avenues in Hull the other day, and Jesus seemed to say to me, I want to remind you of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And do you know, it was just as real as that. And I seemed to listen to what he had to say to me. And over in my heart were these lovely words. He said, when you knelt down, he says, and you rose which I had the experience of rising in the spirit from the ground. He said, that was my resurrection, life and power coming into you. And thank God it gave me an understanding when the rapture, the people are taken up, how the dead shall be raised. Hallelujah. As simple as that, as simple as that, we shall be raised. Uh, bless the Lord. And uh, we shall be uh, uh, meet, meeting in the air. But Jesus, as you know, his feet will not touch the earth at that time. Bless the Lord, but we will be caught up. We will be caught up and we will be in the air. And it will be a great, uh, wonderful time. Bless the Lord. Our mortality, I've often conducted, um, well, yes, memorial service, but funeral services. And you know, I am the resurrection and the life. Even though he were dead, yet shall he live. And you know, bless the Lord, your mortality shall put on immortality. Hallelujah and my immortality shall be the life of Jesus, everlasting life, a divine life, hallelujah, filled with the wonderful glory of the Lord. Oh, it's wonderful, you know, it really is wonderful. You want me to finish now? Bless the Lord. Well, I just want to make the appeal to you. I know a lot of you are dancing in the Spirit. I know a lot of you probably be speaking in tongues, but I want to say, be sure of your salvation. Be sure of your salvation. Really come close to Jesus and kneel there in penitence or sit where you are. Your very seat now can be your mercy seat. And I feel that these days this is what God wants me to do, to make sure that not only do I testify, but I make an appeal to others to really come closer and accept Lord Jesus Christ in his fullness. It's lovely to be with you all. God bless you, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Has his hand been laid on you? Has his hand been laid on you? Has the pierced hand of Jesus been laid on you? Has his hand been laid on you? Has his hand been laid on you? 
Jesus been laid on you? Has his hand been laid on you? Has his hand been laid on you? Has the pierced hand of Jesus been laid on you? I want us to sing that again. And as he was speaking, that chorus came to me. I haven't sang it in years. And as I sat there and meditated, I felt the real presence of the Lord drawing near. And you know, the Lord spoke, and these words of someone here. And I just want us to sing it, just with the accordions. And just shut your eyes. You know, our brother that plays the banjo here spoke a very real word last night. And you know, it was very true that every word he spoke was very true. You know, we get into a habit of jumping around like kangaroos sometimes in a glory meeting. And I'm not being spiteful when I say this. We get into a habit of jumping around, we get into a habit of clapping, we get into a habit of singing, and we get into a habit of shouting. And we forget to learn how to worship the Lord. You can jump around in a glory meeting, you can sing and shout, but you're not necessarily worshiping the Lord. And you know, we can worship the Lord as we sing this chorus. Let's just shut our eyes and sing it. Meditate on it. Speak to your own heart. Has his hand been laid on you? Has his hand been laid on you? Has the pierced hand of Jesus been laid on you? God hasn't brought this chorus for nothing. He hasn't laid it on my heart for nothing. You know, God is very real, and he speaks to the hearts of men and women. And if you listen hard enough this afternoon, he will speak to you. He doesn't pick out, you know, years ago they used to say, this is man's God of faith and power. Henry said, we're all men and women of faith and power, and I say amen to that. We're all men and women of faith and power. We can all get in contact with God for ourselves. And you know, we can only learn this by true worship. The Bible said true worship is when we worship him in spirit and in truth. The Bible also says that some have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Let's not be found denying the power this afternoon. And you know, there's great power. You know, I sat in the meeting last night. And you know, just an hour, I just sat meditating with the Lord. You know, I, everything was going on. I just, I was just meditating. You know, I was standing meditating. And three times the Lord spoke to me and told me to speak. You know, so I just couldn't get in at all. And so I just let it go. But you know, the three times, you know, God's got a wonderful way. You know, sometimes he'll tell you to do it, and if you can't, you can't get in, he'll take somebody else up. And you know, it was wonderful. It blessed my soul at the end of that meeting because God said, get up and speak on that book. And you know, we hadn't sold it in years. 
this dynamite in praise. And what happened in the end, Henry got up and spoke about it. He told you to read it. And you know, it blessed my soul. But you know, I want us all just to close our eyes now and let's sing this chorus. Has his hand been laid on you? Has his hand been laid? As the peer said, as the peer said, hand of Jesus been laid on you. And if you can't say amen to that, well, you know, it can be laid on you. And you know, it will re revolutionize you. It'll turn you upside down. It'll knock all the respectability out of you. You know, you wonder what's happened when God touches your life. There's no knowing what he'll do. You know, it's wonderful. And you know, he can commune with you. He can talk with you. You know, there's various times in my life when God, and it's so simple when he speaks. It's so simple. You know, I remember, you know, and he, he speaks just as plain as someone in this meeting might come up and speak to you. And you know, I remember various times he's spoken to me and it's so simple. You know, I remember at one time when he told me to go over to Ireland, I'd only just come home. You know, I'd unpacked my case and I was doing my washing. I was planning to stay at home for Christmas. And you know, the Spirit of the Lord just drew near and he said, pack your case. And I said, but why, Lord? He just said, pack your case. My father was alive at the time, and he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm packing my case. He said, what for? I said, I don't know. He said, well, where are you going? I said, I don't know. And you know, my father wasn't saved then, and it sounded so foolish. But you know, sometimes the things of God sound foolish, but they work. You know, four o'clock on that afternoon, I had a telegram from Ireland saying, come over at Christmas and minister for us. You know, this is, this is how simple God works. Sometimes you do a thing so blindly, but you know, if God has surely spoken, he's on the other end, you know, and he works. Hallelujah. Let's just sing that chorus, as his hand being laid on you. Just the accordions, and let's just... You know, stand, sit, however you feel happy to do it, and just shut your eyes and just, just feel the touch of Jesus. Hallelujah. Has his hand been laid on you? Has his hand been laid on you? Has the pierced hand of Jesus been laid? Thank you. 
the privilege of coming in thy presence this afternoon. We thank you for our salvation, Lord Jesus. Oh, praise thy wonderful name. And this afternoon, Lord, we bring all our problems and all our diseases and lay them at your feet, Lord, because there's healing in your wings. We thank you for everything that you've done for us, Lord Jesus. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody really do want Is there anybody here that don't want to be loved? Well, I can't see anybody's hands going up. Do you really... I'll, I'll get out of this. I'll start shouting a bit. Any, everybody want to be loved here. Can I tell you a story about somebody who wanted to love, be, be loved but didn't know quite how to make it go, you see. And I heard this on the radio the other day, and it was a real blessing to my son. It tickled me, no end. There was a West Country couple, and they were sweethearts, and they were really very much in love, this West Country couple. You know what they are down in Cornwall like, you see. And uh, it came late one night, you see, and uh, the, the, lady, the gentleman said to the lady, well, can I see you home, please? So she said, yes, yeah, sure, George, you can see me home. But she said, don't take advantage of me, will you, you see? So he said, no woman, I won't, you see. But the trouble was, he had, you see, he made sure he didn't take advantage of her because he had a, a lantern in one hand and he had a piglet in the other, you see. There was a lantern under one arm and a piglet under the other. And so they went their way and when they got through the woods, you know, she said, E, you won't take advantage of me, George, will you? She said, he said, don't be silly, woman. He said, I've got a lantern in one hand and I've got a piglet in the other, you see. So she, she said, well, George, wouldn't it be better if he gave me the lantern? <laughs> you know, that's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. See, yeah. we want to take, we want to give the Lord the lantern, don't we, you see? Yeah. Ah, she really wanted to be loved, you see, she did. She really wanted to be loved. Well, she got loved, loved once she got the lantern, didn't she? So Jesus is the light of the world that lighteth every man. Let's have the lantern then, and he can love us, eh? Let's have the lantern. Do you know, let's give a bit of a testimony. It's nice to give, to say what's real to our souls, isn't it? What's really, what we got inside, what's real, you know? Yeah, that Fisker and me, you know, I don't know whose fault it was, but the last one we went to was the other holiday, you know? And somebody started to praise the Lord. Now, for about 14 months, I'd been in... You ever, anybody ever been in the doldrums? Well, I'm afraid I've got to put my hand up. Yeah, We've been in the doldrums, have you? Yeah. Not for what... Now, but I felt like that for about 14 months, you see. And I went to that Fiskerton meeting feeling like it. Or if I was going to go on explaining, well, I won't. But do you know, this is how God is real to me. Don't look for the things that are, because the things you see are not... Look for the things that are eternal. See, now the things that are eternal are in this meeting. You know, I believe in this, this, this uh, space stuff. You know, we read a lot of this. Old Andy and I, we read a lot of this stuff, you see. And it's like a door this afternoon. Now, God meets time in one place. He's in eternity, you know. And he meets time in one place. He's got a nice little time lock that comes down into this meeting. And he meets time now, not yesterday, but now. That's when he meets time, you see. Anyway, let's go on with the story. I got in that meeting, and they started to praise God. 
Now it says in God's word, and we, we often hear it, don't we? Now it's spirit and it's life, this word. And it says, God inhabits the praises of his people. Now how difficult it is to realise in our own minds that that is true. The old flesh says, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And we get, all get tied up inside, but God says he inhabits the praises of his people. Now I've seen people downcast, I've been downcast myself, it's a very great effort to get up and put your hands up in the air and praise the Lord, you know, when you're downcast. But I'll tell you this much, that God inhabits the praises of his people, and the praises of his people are the fruits of their lips. Uh, Alright, they say, well we can praise the Lord in our mind, all that sort of thing, so you can, but it says in the Bible, it says the praise of the Lord is the fruit of the lips of the people of God, you see. And they, for some reason or other, I don't know who started it, was Henry or Connie, who it was up there, they started to praise the Lord. They started to praise the Lord and you could actually feel the showers of the Spirit coming down on the meeting. You could actually feel it coming down like that, you know. And I could feel it coming down, I was getting a deluge there. And I could see that, I could see that crowd at Cambridge, you know, all those university students up on the balcony. And they had their arms up, one or two of them, you know. And, and something kept on saying, we go up there, go up there. And we were rolling about, uh, thank God for the holy rollers, we were rolling about there like a, like a great big ball up in that bed. I don't know what happened if the balcony had gone through, but we were rolling about like a, and did it make me feel good? It really cleaned me up. It really gave me the blessing that I was looking for, you see. That's what I mean about reality, you see. Now, there's another thing. Uh, old Henry, years ago, he used to say, enter in, you see. But if you knock at my front door, if you're lucky, and you're mostly always lucky, I'll say, come in, boy, you see. And most decent Christians will. If you knock at the front door, they'll say, come in. Well, that's what entering means, you see. But you've got to knock at the front door. You've got to knock at the front door. And as soon as I put my hands up in the air and I started to praise the Lord, I could feel that marvellous, you know, it, there's a spring, there's two springs, Bill. There's two springs. I've got one here now, you see. He'd given me that when he baptised me in the Holy Ghost. But there's a, that's the lower spring. That's the neither spring. There's one up there. You know, the two girls got it when they went to Joshua, didn't they? The two springs, the top and the bottom. They said, we're not content with just the bottom one. We're going to have the top one as well. And when we enter, enter in, when we knock at the door and open up, put our hands up and, and, the, and the one... Do you know, people love to be loved. Yes. You know, what scared me away this Pentecostal business? you know what it was? I was afraid of it. I was afraid of it, you see. I didn't think God was a God of love. I thought he was a God of fear. I met a lot of Christians like that since, you know. God, I found out since he's a God of love. I'll tell you something else I found out. Do you know when, when prophecies will fail, when tongues they cease, there's going to be one thing left, and that's going to be God, and God is love. And that love we have in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, it's shed abroad by the Holy Ghost, that love, isn't it? And that's what happens when God opens up the neither springs. Do you know, I don't think God's ever any different. I don't. Says that God's never any different. We're the people that are different. When we get hard meeting, you know, we're the people that's different. We are. God's never any different. God will always pour his spirit down and all for it, you know. There's another thing that's so you can't have it on this flesh business. I remember old Ernie him saying this, you can't get it on this they used to tell me we can't get it on that flesh. It says in the Bible in two places that I've read, and I will pour my spirit upon all flesh, you see. There's, there's no you know another thing, you see, you know, when you get the love of God in your heart, when you really get the love of God, you can love, God loves everybody. God loves everybody. There's 400, no, not quite that now, but it's about 300 men in the Salvation Army Hostel, Middlesex Street, in the city of London, that's on my beat. So I'm not a policeman, but they're on my beat. I'm, I'm responsible for those 400 men in, in a certain sense. 
And God has shown me that those people that come in as tramps, they come in with newspapers tied around their feet, they come in with all their worldly possessions on one arm, God has shown me that he loves those men as much as he loves me. And you know, if anybody here this afternoon feels that God doesn't love him, well, the devil's a liar. If anybody feels that God can't deliver him, the devil's a liar. Because God thinks just as much of you as he does of me or anybody else. You know, Peter came to that day. He was looking at, he said, no, Lord, I'm not going down with those unclean people. And God says, who I have cleansed, call thou not unclean. And, God, and Peter said, I've got some, I found out something today that I never knew before. That God is no respecter of persons. God, God, what he gives to me, he'll give to you, and what he gives to, to me, he'll give to... You know, old John Wesley, uh, it was Charlie Wesley, but John Wesley used to sing, Oh, that the world might taste and see the wonders of his grace, the arms of love encompass me, might all mankind embrace. And you know, it is a fact. It is a fact. And God meets this place this afternoon because he's the God of eternity. And he only meets it this afternoon because we'll only be in this meeting this afternoon, in this present state in this afternoon, and he'll meet our needs this afternoon. And you know, as I stood up and praised the Lord, he gave me a wonderful blessing, and I'm sure that the Lord is in the, pre in the pre he comes down in the presence of his people, and he can bless us like that. Praise the Lord, I've had a blessing here this afternoon. I've had a blessing here this afternoon. I had a blessing yesterday. Now, to be honest, they were hard meetings, but I've had a blessing, see? I've had a blessing. Other people here had a blessing too. To enter in, you see? Knock at the door. Knock at the door, Bill. Knock at the door. Open the door, and he said, come in. He always says, come in, you know. You never find a place in the Bible where Jesus doesn't say come in, you see. If you, if you ever start knocking at the door, if you, want, if you want to get in, well you knock at the door, and if you knock at the door you'll get in alright. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Bless you. Come here. Give me a round.